Welcome back to Community Connect with Edwina and Greg McHenry on OCRFM 98.3 and 88.7 FM along the coast where we are streaming live at all the wsocrfm.org.au. second chat for today is with a bloke by the name of Mick Jones who was in the studio with us and with Aidan back in November. Now, you're there and you can hear us, Mick. How are you? Yeah, really well, thanks. Thanks for having me back on, um, Edwina and Greg. Appreciate yeah. it. Oh, well, it's good to get you back on. What are you doing in this COVID-19 climate and the pandemic time? What are you doing? Yeah, well, in terms of, I guess, um, our program, so yeah, I work with uh, Nemo National, um, which is uh, a mental health um, service Australia-wide, um, a non-government organisation that provides, you know, runs different programs um, to provide mental health support to the community. Um, usually the, the most dis- to the most disadvantaged or to yeah, quite specialised mental health services. Um, now, the, the area that I work in, um, the program that I worked under is the acronym um, is STEPMI, S-T-E-P-M-I, and that's Services and Treatment for Enduring and Persistent Mental Illness. And we provide support, our team, to people in the Geelong, Colac, Otway region um, for people that have, um, you know, severe mental illness or mental health issues that um, are quite stuck and that might need something more than can be offered by, say, sessional counselling by appointment only. Um, So we have have a bit more flexibility with our program. We offer psychological therapy and um, sort of, I guess you would say, linkage, community linkage work that we do as well. and yeah, we're a clinical service comprised of myself, a mental health nurse. We've got a couple of psychologists, one of which provides STEPNI service out of Wotherong, the Aboriginal health service in the region. Um, and we've got another mental health nurse and a peer worker who you both know as Aidan. Um, so to answer your question, which I've gone the wrong way around there, I just spoke a <laughs> no, lot about good. what we do. It's good. Um, but, um, Prior to the COVID pandemic reaching our shores, was providing outreach um, primarily. So probably about 90% of the work that we was doing was home visiting people uh, to provide that counselling support or um, advocacy, community linkage work, whatever is required, I guess, in terms of those mental health needs. Um, once the pandemic hit and things changed very suddenly, uh, we went to a model of working remotely, working from home. Um, so we no longer really go in the office, and that's still that's, that's been going on for about eight weeks now. Um, and we have set up a telehealth system so we can have um, online face-to-face chats um, with um, clients if they've got the if they've got the capabilities uh, we do provide I guess internet data for those that might be struggling financially um, as long as they've got the device for it um, or phone catch-ups or we do still provide outreach if um, the urgency and the need is there so if someone's you know in fairly high risk due to their mental health needs um, we are we, we are still an essential service so we have we do make some exceptions with that and we'll be providing some, um, yeah, we still do provide outreach to a minority of the client group. 
um, if and when needed. Um, so, yeah, that's kind of the landscape at the moment. Um, we are, uh, fingers crossed, expecting that as the restrictions continue to be gradually relaxed, that we will be getting back to some kind of um, setup where we're back home visiting a little bit more regularly than we are now, which will be good for everybody, I think. And, you know, I think the, the consumers, uh, the clients, sorry, that we see, um, you know, on the on the whole, to have been managing okay with what's been going on. But I think the longer that it the longer that it goes on, the more challenging it becomes in terms of because people, some of our, a lot of our clients are already faced with social isolation as it is. Um, and um, so, yeah, this is just sort of further embedding that. So, well, you know, we've, we've put some things in place. Everybody's getting a weekly phone support contact at the very least. Um, so, but, but yeah, I think there's, there is a real, something can be really said for having that face-to-face contact and getting to see someone in their own environment. So we're looking forward, as the consumers are, to, to getting that up and running uh, sooner rather than later, if possible. We know quite a few people who uh, have or marginalised people and they're not really finding it different because they seem to have been isolated anyway because of the nature of the way they are. Um, yeah. And um, that seems to be a bit of an oddity, doesn't it? Yeah. Well, I've made, I've made a bit of a dad joke, I guess, to one or two of my clients um, that... Um, you know how, and, and we've, we've sort of had a bit of a laugh. Um, but you know, have you been going with, um, with the, the social distancing and the social isolation? And they're like, well, actually, um, yeah, this is kind of in their wheelhouse. It's in their ballpark as, as things have been for them anyway. So you're right; it hasn't actually changed. For some people, it hasn't changed things greatly, um, but it certainly has. Um, I think the anxiety that it can that it can that it can induce, even for the people that might be fairly isolated anyway, as a matter of how they survive in this world, um, just that um, there is some anxiety about what's going to happen with with people getting unwell and um, you know just the the, the future. I've, I've got a few, you know there are some clients on our um, that we see that are having some broader anxieties, as we all can be, about what's what's next. You know, like. Um, in terms of, um, you know, with, with the pandemic and, um, you know, it's hard to sort of gauge what the future holds. So I uh, can certainly understand that there is some anxiety around that too. But, but on the whole, um, you know, a pretty resilient group that we're, that we're working with to an extent. Like they, the, uh, you know, I think humans as generally have a remarkable ability to survive um, through changing circumstances and adapt. Um, but yeah, certainly for this vulnerable client group, um, really important that we keep a strong focus on on um, yeah on, on their support and just to help them sit with some of this uncertainty. I'm finding with people that have been through trauma, and um, most of us have at some stage. Uh, yeah. A lot of a lot of the group that I'm involved with are yeah. uh, sort of traumatised in again as am I going to get this thing? Yeah. And we're really trying to stay socially connected, but yeah. physic- physically isolated. 
and we regularly meet up and have lunches and I think a lot of people are missing that. Definitely. And Definitely. Yeah. Yeah, I think, um, yeah, so there's the... I mean, thank, thankfully, we have phones and um, online, you know, sort of capabilities, but that does not replace the um, the healing and connecting power of, um, you know, being in the presence of somebody. Um, so there's no doubt about that. Um, so I think that, yeah, some of the other losses that people have had um, has been in... Um, yeah, so certainly that face-to-face -face contact, but also other interests that they might have had um, outside of the home. Uh, people working as well, um, having to work from home has created some stress for people. It's changed, you know, has has changed in some circumstances the dynamics at home. So, for example, if um, you know if the home environment has been particularly stressful anyway, and then you, um, and, and, but but there was some relief and respite with you know, not being a full household all the time due to people being out and doing other things and interests and work, then that's become a, that can magnify things a little bit, we've found. So, um, yeah, so, yeah, I think, I think that the, the people's having their, their interests and their outlets impacted on and just a quite a sudden shift into what they're used to and what they're familiar with has, um, has created some, some challenges, yeah. The, uh, one of the things you do too, as I notice when we're getting out and about, it's not that I'm an old person, but I'm around that 70 years of age. So walking around the streets, it's amazing to see how people, some people are avoiding, they completely walk almost across the road from you. And others, others of a similar age, we, we stay within that one and a half metres or whatever it is. Yeah, uh, definitely I've noticed that. I've, yeah. I've, I've walked down to get a coffee and um, had people crossing the road to get away from me. You're um, already a someone, One of my friends made a joke that, that they'd seen that happen to me before COVID, so I'm not sure And it's funny not seeing you being able to look at your eyes and have a chat at your face, to your face with you. <laughs> yeah, well, I thought you guys, I mean, I wasn't sure whether you guys might have the, uh, the online, you might be doing the Zoom thing or um, using some, but do you guys, do you guys chat? 
do you guys run any of your, your programs with the online face-to-face -face stuff or no we don't it's a, the, we're actually using a zoom device but it's purely and simply for the way we've got it established is to only record and it's quite an odd odd setup we've got microphones hanging off the side <laughs> <laughs> then Wiener and I are holding hands, holding in our hands, and uh, there's another microphone at the end of the device which is pointed at my phone. Yeah, right. uh, so, uh, so it's quite yeah. a, quite an interesting setup. So there's a lot of a lot of ingenuity being used. It really has got a hand. I, I actually miss my hugs. <laughs> you know, I'm 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 a hugger, so I actually oh, yes, miss my hugs. That's amazing. He's been in the studio in uh, in Murray yes. Street with us, so oh. he knows what you like. <laughs> <laughs> it's just You're really. Well, it's very um, isolating in that respect. Yeah, definitely, mm. definitely. You know, and I think um, you know, so they're obviously different. You know, you know, each each person is different, and there's been you know um, various challenges have been raised. We've been surprised in some ways by how people have been you know um, reporting that they're quite okay so it hasn't all been um really tough for some of you know some of the some of our clients have been sort of managing things pretty well with how you know i think it can help out in some ways if people it depends on whether they live by themselves as well or if they live with a partner or what that relationship is the relationships are like within the house so even though people have been social distancing and isolated some people have still um, had human connection um, because they're living in the same house um, as other people but um, so each case is different but some of the stuff that we've been really I guess looking at is in that in that um, weekly phone contact that we're having at least um, is part of it's just checking are you okay like how are you or what so um, it can be a bit more of a broader um, conversation I think people can have that you know you don't need to be a mental health expert or clinician to be able to have those conversations with people just to check in and how you're doing um, and that's a little bit we're doing a little bit of that stuff as well like even if people are you know saying yeah you know things are okay and we're happy to wait until you you're back in back on board and um, you know come out to see us again I think it's really important that we just keep that connection um, because yeah, things can change as well, even if people are travelling well and, and, and some of the stuff that we're, we're doing is just helping to reinforce um, good practices that people have with their own self-care things. So there's a lot of things that people haven't been able to do, but there's still a lot of things that you can do um, in terms of that self-care and looking after yourself and being kind to yourself. Um, so, yeah, that's been a, a fair bit of the, what the work's been like at the moment. It's also, we still need to be well aware, we can still say to our people, you know, socially, how are you and are you okay and exactly. still try and get the vibe. We mightn't have that physical look, but we can still see you or hear and, and ask the question. And I think mobile phones, people's access to mobile phones, um, we, we curse them, they were everywhere, but it's been good through this pandemic. or um, you know, them, that, 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 that to engage via digital or 
from phone uh, methods isn't an option and those people from our program's point of view will still be offered outreach at that point. Do you, yeah. have, do you have anyone that needs a mobile phone? Uh, not off the top of my head. Why well, you got a spare one? Or? Oh, I'm just thinking some places have mobile phones and there was a thing on the tally recently that there's a lot of mobile phones that just get thrown away and I thought... Well, there could be people in our community that need phones that can't I access think, them. I think there definitely would be. I guess what I, well, maybe I'll, I'll, I should answer this, answer that question this way. We do have the resources to also assist people um, that may not have that capability. That yeah. may even include buying someone a phone. Um, we haven't had to, to look at that at the moment, but um, but certainly that's an option for us within our program. We've set aside a bit of budget for assisting people with, with that mm. and, you know, even down to groceries and stuff like that. So we, that's we've great. sort of made a few adjustments during this period, yeah. That's yeah. great. And hasn't there been a lot of free food around? There has people have come. People have come out, um, providing food. Different yeah. people in the community have come out and provided food for those that need it. Fantastic. Yeah, I think. Mm. Um, I think it took a little while for it to get up and running, but yes. from um, we we sort of work alongside. Um, you know, sort of share a space with the one of the homeless programs, the Towards Home Plus, which is a Nemi, another Nemi program, mm -hmm. and they're doing some amazing work um, with some of the access that they've been getting with um, with food vouchers and hampers and parcels and you know different things. And they've got people still out in the front line, um, seeing people that are homeless, and, you know, working really hard to find people accommodation. So they've been super busy. And yeah, in terms of that question around um, around the food for example I think they've been they've been very active in that area too now how can people access you if yeah, they so need if help people, if people um, you know uh, sort of heard that little spiel that I did at the start or they're just curious to you know have a, a bit of a to learn more you can just even jump on Google type in step me um, I'll just type it in now. I'm pretty sure even just Step Me will bring things up straight away. And it does, yeah. So you just type in Step Me into Google, S-T-E-P-M-I, and then it's the first one down, Step Me to Long Upway. And yeah, as I said, we do cover the Colac region. Uh, we have had a few clients over the, since this program started, uh, maybe um, between five and ten clients um, up in the Colac region. So we do, we are seeing people in Colac. Um, we don't get a huge amount of referrals from there. We did do a, a bit of a promotional run when it all started and we've done some intermittent visits to say the mental health service and um, you know some of the, the, the bigger GP practices down there. But, um, but yeah, certainly um, that region, if you, yeah, you type in Step Me Geelong, have a look at the info and we take referrals from GPs and private psychiatrists. So um, all the infos on there, there is a, there's a referral guide that people can um, have a look at, show their GP and we always of course welcome any inquiries. We can take them via phone so you can give our, our phone number a call. Um, I, can, I can give you that phone number now. Um, 
people want to jot it down, it's on the yes. website too. That's um, 1300 050093. And you can send an online message from that from that link um, if you just Google set me. And the referral guide's on there, the eligibility, the um, what's provided, how it all works. So, um, yeah. That's great. That's 1300-050-093. Yes, that's right. Yep. How do you see things going forward, Mick, in that um, there are people we, we've known or we know that people have a difficulty putting their hands up for help? Um, you say you, you, you look after the high risk, a lot of high risk people, but there is a lot of other people of different risks that need to put their hand up. How, we, how do we encourage that to happen going forward? Yeah, so um, so where we fit into the into the scheme of things, so I guess, or the, how it, the, the, the models of care that are out there, um, is we are, if you can think about it this way, if you think of the Polak mental health team, we are a step below that in terms of um, needs and, um, you know, um, yeah, what kind of level of, of, um, of, of what's required for support for a person with a severe and enduring mental illness. Um, but we are a step above um, in terms of what we can offer someone that's just that's accessing sessional counselling by appointment only where they might get 10 to 12 sessions a year and because of the complexities of their needs and their mental health issues and the things that go along with that, that, that they might need something more than that um, or they might not even access that due to the nature of their mental illness. They might struggle with appointments, motivational times, stuff like that. So sometimes we will see people that already are seeing another therapist, sometimes we will see people and we will provide that therapy um, in that instance ourselves. Um, so in terms of accessing for people putting their hand up, we always encourage people to make an appointment with a GP and um, develop a relationship with a GP that has, you know, as most GPs do, um, but one that has the time to and the and the and that investment into your mental health. Um, and um, so, um, yeah, I think that's probably really important. Um, but yeah, if someone's um, unsure, um, yeah, and they think they might, for example, you know, um, be uh, something to talk to us about in terms of our service, welcome to give us a call. But yeah, generally I'd say that most importantly, to, um, in terms of accessing care outside of the family and social networks that people already have in place, would be to, to, to see your GP and have a chat about it and um, yeah, they sort of can direct things from there. And were you uh, able to find people housing at this stage? Um, so, yeah, so there is... So there, um, we, we will advocate, and that could be part of the role in terms of, you know, linking someone to, um, you know, to... Um, a housing service or to it's not our like our specialty area but okay. it is part of obviously someone's mental health and well-being is having a roof over their head 
Um, and so we will help support people in that sense in terms of connecting people to the right places and that might be helping with an application um, um, with you know department of housing or with, you know to get on a list somewhere so we can we can help with that stuff um, but yeah so long as the person that we're that we're is, is, a, is a client of, um, of the step me program sure that's great. You know, we've got to start winding up, Mick, and, and time flies. No so yeah, we've, no worries, we've put you on the spot about having to get organised to let us know what sort of song you'd like us to go out with. So, yep. what would you like us to play? Yeah, yeah. So I was, um, I was having a think about this yesterday. I know I didn't, I don't, I think Aiden and I came pretty unprepared for that last time. So I wanted to, you know, sort of have a think about it and come up with some gold for you. Um, and I feel like I've, I've done that. Um, so, yeah, for anyone that hasn't seen The Greatest Showman, and I'm one of those people that haven't seen the movie, uh, there is a song on there um, called This Is Me. And um, so, Greg, yeah, you're going to locate that, that song and get it on there. But the, how that came up, um, I was having, having dinner um, at my mum's place uh, on the weekend my sisters were over and we had a we were having a competition at the end of the night on who could put on a song on YouTube that could generate the most feels or the most emotion (laughs) and my sister chose this song and she won and the song is This Is Me Um, so I thought yeah it's a song about um, stepping out of your, your skin and, and it is about trauma and when you mention trauma and but, but carrying those wounds and those scars but still um, being able to be yourself and to be um, through all the guilt and the shame that a lot of us carry and, and, and the trauma that we that we hold with ourselves but to to be supported in being yourself and um, I think it's a, yeah it's a pretty it's a fantastic song in its own right but I think there's some pretty powerful messages in there too. We have actually seen the film Let's and uh, the song is beautiful so we will dig up a copy of that for it and uh, we look forward, to, I look forward to having that attached to the program. Fantastic. Just before we go, the phone numbers once again um, you've got for, for Nimai is 1300 you've got a yep. need. 050 093 And what about for Toward Homes Plus I think I'm, Towards Home Plus I think you gave us that too, didn't you? I can give you the Towards Home Plus. I can't guarantee. I'm not 100 percent sure whether they cover the Colac area for that one though. Um, I'll put that in uh, for our, because as I'll, you know, this is going to be podcast and it gets all. Written. We've had a look at the podcast. I'll give you that number. Uh, their number is one three hundred. One three hundred. Two seven four eight eight eight. Two seven five. Eight Look, thanks, Mick. Look, before we go, though, we just better remind people that um, if you've got any symptoms of COVID-19, being fever, coughing, sore throat, fatigue, shortness of breath, anything like that, specifically in the Colac area, there is a COVID-19 clinic for initial advice and consultation. And what you do is you just ring up the numbers 52325402, and the hours are from 11am to 7pm. 
that uh, you don't go in and you wait in your car or you wait outside, make your phone call first and it's in the Blue Room in Connor Street, Colac. So look, we want to wish everyone well out there and look after yourselves. Keep the physical distancing, keep your social connection up and running though still is what we are after, isn't it, Ed? It sure is. Keep connected if you can. Okay, so thank you, Mick, for being with us again and we will next time, hopefully we'll get you in the studio with Aidan and, and whoever else and uh, the work Sounds you're doing great. is great. So, Looking forward to it. Good on you. Well, thanks very much for that. We'll go out with that track called This Is Me and we will talk again next week. We're not sure who it'll be with and where from, but I dare say we'll still be in isolation. Okay, so all the best all to right. you, Mick. And, uh, thanks, thanks Greg and Edwina. Don't hang it. up yet. I want to talk to you, Mick. Okay, we'll talk no after we've finished the recording, all right? So no thanks again, and we will talk to you again next week. It's been Greg and Edwina on Community Connect here on OCR FM 98.3 and 88.7 FM along the coast. We'll talk to you again next week. Cheers. Cheers, everyone. Thanks a lot. Thanks.